Hey friends, it's your host, Steph Connell, lifelong goal getter, betterment seeker, and both a student and master of making mindset matter. Through my 10 years of experience in coaching and leadership, I've seen passion and purpose diminish to form life's cookie cutter mold. And due to that, you see the train of unhappiness get more and more bogged down. My mission in life is to get a rise out of you. Together, we are building a community of women who can not only voice their vision, but bring that to fruition. You are daring. You are valued. You are needed. And you are ever growing, my friend. The world needs our courage. And we are bringing it on strong. So without further ado, let's get to it. It's time to be bold. Friends, I'm so excited to have you on today. I have a really special guest with me and it's, it's super special because we've actually known each other for quite some time. And so it's such a joy to share this topic that we're going to talk about today. And for myself, I really wish if I can be completely transparent and honest, I wish I had this umpteen years ago when I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Um, it was a real crash and burn for me at that point in my life. It was quite, um, Oh, I was just such a heavy workout fanatic. And I was, you know, it was very much about my appearance. That's where I was at that point in my life. I really wanted to feel lean and, you know, when you're in those younger years of your life, that's part of the journey. I feel like we go through as women is we all want to be looking the best. I mean, that's like our best asset, I think is what we look for. And when I was diagnosed with, with hypothyroidism, I knew some of the traits that came along with that. And it really tore me down. I was almost playing victim and felt like, darn, here I am. And I don't have the opportunity to maybe look the way that I want to look, feel the way that I want to feel and all those things. And, you know, over, I think it's been about 14 years now that I've had it. I've learned to grow with it. It's been a part of me, but I've also learned some really other inspiring and lightning things that can actually happen with my journey with, um, hypothyroidism. So we are here today with nutritionist, Christine Sheriff, who focuses on hormone balancing and, um, thyroid specific. She really has a passion behind this and rightfully so, because she has a journey with it as well. And so welcome, Christine. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. This is awesome. You're so welcome. It's, it's an honor. And I really, I, I would love to hear your story because you yourself have even gone down this road. And if I'm not mistaken, you've actually, you know, conquered it. You've gotten through it. And you, if I, if I'm on the right page, I believe you don't even have it anymore. Um, if you don't mind sharing your story. Yeah, for sure. Of course, if I went back to the things that I was doing leading up to my diagnosis, I'm sure it would, it would come back. All my symptoms would come back, but I was diagnosed at the age of 14 with Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune hypothyroidism. And at the time I had never heard of it before. I didn't know anything about it. And I remember asking the specialist endocrinologist, like what causes this? Like, how did I get this? And he just said, you know, it's just, it's an autoimmune disease. It's just something that happens, you know, it's just genetics. And I said, okay, well, what can I do about it? Nothing like you just take this medication and, you know, eventually your thyroid's going to completely die off because your immune system's attacking your thyroid tissue. 
And your medication will probably increase and increase and increase until your thyroid is completely dead. And then you'll just, you know, you'll just take the medication and, and that's that. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds awful and gloomy and um, really hopeless. Like that put me in a really hopeless place for sure. Um, but something in me was like, no, that's not, that's not the end. There's got to be something more to this. Like, I just, I didn't know anything about health or nutrition or anything like that at that point, but something in me definitely was saying, no, like that's not how it's going to be forever. Um, and then a couple of years later, I was actually, um, just after school one day watching TV and I was watching V, I don't know if you remember VH1, (laughs) it was like VH1 on much more music and it was celebrity diets. And it was talking about how Heidi Klum and Jennifer Lopez are on this like Dr. Pericone anti-inflammatory diet and how it reverses aging and helps your skin and uh, anti-wrinkle and all these things. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Can diet do that? Like I had no clue. And I immediately went and researched this diet and you know, kind of was reading how it reduces inflammation. And I'm like, well, hey, I have an inflammatory condition. So I thought it could work for me because I thought my condition is inflammatory. So maybe, you know, there's something I can do nutritionally. Um, and thinking back, I know that's so funny to think that I was completely clueless that diet could affect your health. But yeah, at the time, I just thought that was amazing. So I immediately went and researched this diet and kind of saw foods to eat and foods to avoid. And essentially, it was just focusing on whole food. And, and getting out the process stuff. And so that's kind of where I started. And I think in one, in the first week, I remember I wasn't, you know, severely overweight or anything like that by any means, but in the first week I lost seven pounds and I just remember peeing all the time. Cause I think I was just losing water weight, right. Because I had went from a very processed food diet, lots of fast food to eating real food. And I, and I just felt amazing. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. So that's where, that's what got me interested in nutrition initially. And and so of course I went to school for nutrition and I did my degree at Western. I also have two diplomas. Um, I went to Canadian school of natural nutrition. I went to Fanshawe and I just, I opened a practice and I started helping people and, and that's what got me where I am now. I love it. This is, this is so good. This is, I mean, I'm a huge believer in, um, our real medicine is in our food. I really do believe that. Um, and also I think our, our worst case scenario is in our food too. So we can actually kill ourselves in our food. So we really have to educate ourselves in that as well. Now I have a question for you because I hear this term thrown around quite often, Hashimoto's, and I'm not sure knowing, you know, this world for quite some time, is there a difference in types of thyroid disease? Can you, is Hashimoto's a a, a style or a a next extension or, or how does that work? What is the difference between Hashimoto's and hypothyroid or hyperthyroid? What is the difference there? Yeah. So Hashimoto's is a type of hypothyroidism. Um, and there, as you mentioned, there's hyperthyroidism as well. So Graves would be hyperthyroidism caused by autoimmune disease and Hashimoto's is hypothyroidism caused by autoimmune disease. Um, with people with Graves, they end up hypo because what happens is they have to kind of just conk out their thyroid gland to stop the Graves um, or, or stop the hyperthyroidism. And then they end up being on 
thyroid medication or hypothyroid, you know, for the rest of their life. Um, with Hashimoto's, though, um, yeah, you're just you're just given medication as your immune system destroys your thyroid and, and makes you more and more hypo. Um, there are other types, though. Um, I think a big misconception because doctors typically don't diagnose you autoimmune thyroid disease. Um, they typically just diagnose you hypothyroidism. So um, 90% of people in North America with hypothyroidism have Hashimoto's. They're just not necessarily diagnosed with Hashimoto's because it doesn't change your doctor's treatment protocol. So regardless if it's autoimmune or otherwise, the doctor is going to just give you thyroid hormone replacement and kind of send you on your way, follow up, make sure that your blood levels are normal for thyroid hormone, but they're not really looking at that autoimmunity or what the underlying cause is. So a lot of women in my practice know that they're hypothyroid, but they have no idea that it's Hashimoto's or not. And most of the time, like I said, it is Hashimoto's. Um, some other causes, though, are nutrient deficiencies, so um, iodine deficiency, selenium deficiency, zinc deficiency. There's you know several nutrients involved in proper thyroid function, and if you're say in an underdeveloped country, um, this would be where you'd be at highest risk for that type of hypothyroidism because you may not have access to those nutrients or food rich in those nutrients. Um, and then, yeah, those would be a couple of the main causes. Um, other causes, so birth control pills or est uh, estrogen replacement. Um, so this increases thyroid binding globulin and, and cause you to be hypothyroid. So if you're taking birth control pills and suddenly you're having hypothyroid symptoms or suddenly your doctor says you've, you've gone hypothyroid, a good chance that's possibly the birth control and maybe get off that and, you know, get the estrogen out of your system and get retested. So those are some of the more common uh, causes worldwide. Right. Now, how would somebody go about finding out what form they would have? Because in all honesty, I'm one of those people, you just said 90% are walking around with hypothyroidism and they don't really know if it's autoimmune or what the cause is of it. I never actually thought to ask until, you know, you've educated me on that. Is, is it something that you go to a nutritionist and you go through a list of questions and try to figure out what could be causing it for you? Like what, what would somebody do to figure this out? Yeah, you could go and see a nutritionist and address underlying causes. And, you know, a lot of nutritionists can, um, you know, know just from certain symptoms and stuff, if uh, you've got certain deficiencies and things like that, for sure. Um, it's more conclusive testing. You could go to your MD and you might have to do a little bit of insisting, but you can ask for um, the test for autoimmune antibodies. So you're looking at TPO and TG are the, the antibodies that they check to the thyroid gland. So if you grab that test specifically, you can see if you have the autoimmunity going on. And like I said, 90% of the time, that is what it is. So that's where I would start with testing. Right. I agree. Um, so it's interesting that you were sharing your story and how it seemed so hopeless. And I, that was my exact scenario as well. It's like, well, here's what you got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here's yeah. your cards dealt in life. Right. So just figure it out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, I went so many years believing that this was what I have now, this is what I have. So tell me about the, it's not even a concept. It's a reality that you can alter this. You can change this 
you know, that you have in your body, first of all, it's autoimmune. So let's even talk about that for 90% that's out there. If it's autoimmune, what's causing this? How can we prevent it? Like what, that's the whole point of us having this conversation is in preparation, right? What kind of things are, and, and what kind of things could we be doing to our body right now? That's actually could cause it in the future that our body is finally saying, you know what? My hands are up. I can't deal with this anymore. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to break down basically. Right. So maybe if you could address some of those things, because I know for myself, that is one goal that I have in mind. I, you know, I love feeling optimal. I love feeling on top of the world and having something like this. I don't know if it's the thyroid that can make me feel a lack of energy or how, how I'm treating my body. That's really making me feel lack of energy. Right. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So with autoimmunity, there's so many potential causes and triggers. We can't say, yes, this one thing caused your Hashimoto. So it's it's a whole host of things, but some of the more common things would be, you know, diet. So poor diet, blood sugar dysregulation, um, stress, chronic stress. Um, like we said, even nutrient deficiencies, even though that's a whole separate kind of cause in and of itself, um, deficiencies can exacerbate or trigger it. Um, certain nutrients can also exacerbate it, getting too much. So iodine is something that a lot of people think if you've got low thyroid, you want to run out and grab iodine. Iodine can actually very easily exacerbate or worsen your autoimmune thyroid disease if not taken specifically in proper balance with uh, the nutrient selenium. So uh, there's a lot of things that play into this. Even when you think about chronic stress, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you could be over exercising or under eating. Like you think I have hypothyroidism, you know, I have to watch what I eat, maybe restrict my diet a little bit, exercise a lot so I don't gain weight, but you could just be driving your condition um, and worsening your condition, which ultimately is going to make you gain weight. Right. So yeah, there's a lot of factors that play into it. So it's really a whole lifestyle approach that you have to take. I agree. You know what? It's interesting you bring that up too, because I remember, okay, I have, I'm going to have a question here after I bring up this scenario, because I remember specifically when this happened in my life, all the things that you just addressed, I was under high stress. Okay. I was in school. Let's that just school is enough right there. But school life, I was away from my home. We had struggled with finances. I also had work and I was volunteering, like all sorts of things. So I had major stress in my life at that point. But on top of it, I put pressure on myself to work out like a heavy fiend and restrict my diet so much. And then After a few years of learning of how I can live with this, first of all, what, what, what is better to do? I noticed some things started to change and I noticed that, um, I almost want to say enjoyable workouts. Mm -hmm. Is that okay to say? Like, you know, I know when we go to workout, we have different styles of workouts, but workouts where I went in and I was like, I just want to move my body today. I want to enjoy the process. So things like that really made me feel amazing were like hot yoga. There is nothing better to me. Like, and I realized that I was actually targeting a few things. I was helping decrease my stress level tremendously by doing this. Now I I can't stand regular yoga and that's just me. I like the hot yoga because I could get a deeper stretch. 
I felt like I was detoxing because I'm sweating so much. And then I think it's also a psychological thing because I'm sweating so much. So I think I'm working out pretty heavy, (laughs) but the feeling of when I came out of there, it was almost like I was on a high. And when I started introducing things like this into my life and looking at foods that supported my condition and where I was at that point, I noticed things started to change. And I I, want to talk about one thing specifically that a lot of women, I've reached out to some women who really want to, who are hypothyroid and they really want to know this main one is the question, how can I lose weight? (laughs) Because that seems to be, I, I personally would say the weight loss and the energy level can be the two main things, characteristics around hypothyroid that are really daunting. Um, and so how can we support that journey? Because to me, I believe if, if I'm, if I'm, um, helping and aiding those areas, I'm actually probably improving my thyroid. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So what can we do to work on those areas? So you talked about nutrition, you talked about your physical activity. What is optimal for hypothyroid in terms of what it thrives on? What would be best to support it? So I think where you have to start with weight loss with anybody, whether it's hypothyroid or not, is with your mindset. And with hypothyroidism in particular, it's getting rid of that mindset first that because you have hypothyroid, you can't lose weight. So a lot of people with hypothyroid already set themselves up for failure. Like, you know, they, they want to do it. They want to lose the weight, but then there's that, you know, that thing in the back of their head that says, but I probably can't, or I'll probably fail because I'm hypothyroid and this is how I'm going to be forever. And I'm going to be overweight. So first of all, knowing that is not true. That is absolutely not true. Um, second, it's the mindset of all or nothing. So people try to go so rigid. And like I said, not just people with hypothyroidism, but people try to go so rigid on these programs, these diets and things. I don't even like the word like diet program, but, uh, people try to go low fat or really low carb or really low calorie, or I can eat this. I can't eat that and be so restrictive. Like I can't eat anything white or I can't eat anything with like a carb count, like these keto diets. I'm telling you now, probably one of the worst things you can do for, for hypothyroidism. So letting go of all those um, sort of fad diets or restrictive diets and just let that go. Um, and just eating, like I said, um, whole food, whole foods based. And I'm a big fan of intuitive eating, but I understand when you have hypothyroid and you're at a higher risk for things like blood sugar dysregulation and things like insulin resistance, which means your body's not using carbs um, and sugars very well. Sometimes with something like that, you you can't just intuitive eat, intuitively eat right off the bat because your hormones are kind of wonky and, and you don't have those hunger full signals as strong. So I'll usually start my clients out on specific um, eating plans or specific guidelines to just really help balance their blood sugars. But you you know eventually the end goal is to get to a place where you're just intuitively eating and enjoying all types of foods and not in a place of restriction. And then with exercise, like we've already talked about, um, you don't want to overexercise and do anything that you don't enjoy or overexercise. You know, things like you said, like yoga is amazing. Um, some strength training, a bit of strength training, even if it's just with body weight exercises or if you want to use weights, that's amazing. Um, if you want to do some cardio, get out for some walks, maybe do a short duration hit training. Um, so, you know, high intensity for a short burst of, of time, like 30 seconds or a minute 
minute and then say a minute of rest and then another burst and maybe you do that for 10 minutes. So it does nothing excessive, nothing over the top. It's really all about balance with, with hypothyroidism. Absolutely. And I also feel that so many things play a role in terms of what really is going to work for each and every single person as an individual. I mean, hypothyroid is one thing, but then somebody could also have so many other, you know, history, background, medical, that you really have to map out the specific plan for people. And that's where you come into play. That's Mm -hmm. where people, you know, we need that extra support and guidance because we're not educated in this. And so that's what I really love about what you're doing is, and and you're so educated. And I, I thank you for sharing some of this because I feel like this is a common you know, problem amongst, especially in America, like North America. I, I, I don't, yeah. So do you want to run maybe some number? And, and if, if I'm not mistaken, I even feel like it's more common amongst women. It is. Yeah. It's definitely a lot more common amongst women. And it could be like, we talked about hormones and stuff and estrogen potentially playing a role and things like that. So for sure, probably hormones, women's hormones definitely predispose us. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's very common. It's actually the the number one autoimmune disease in, in North America. So wow. very, very common. But like I said, a lot of people don't know that they have it. So 90% of hypothyroidism, it is autoimmune. Um, we're, we're just not being tested for that. So Right. And so I, I love that you are online and we can find you online. Um, maybe if you don't mind sharing a couple platforms or where you most desire, because I know for myself, it's something where I love to indulge and learn and almost conquer. I, I you know, when something is not feeling right with your body or, you know, you're just not feeling yourself. I'm one of those people who I don't like to sit there and stir in it. I want to get out of there. And so I start looking and researching and you are an abundance of information and guidance for people. So I do know that you have an excellent Facebook page where you're throwing out free information on there, but you also have guidance and tools for people if they want to look further as well. So where can people find you? Yeah. So like you said, I do have a Facebook group. It's a support group for people with hypothyroidism. So um, that if you have a Facebook account, just search helping hypothyroidism naturally. um, And my group will pop up there. Um, You can also find me uh, just my regular nutrition page with recipes and stuff like that on Facebook. Um, That is Christine Sheriff Nutrition or it's at c.s.nutrition. And then Instagram, uh, I'm at CS nutrition, no, no periods or anything like that. Just at CS nutrition. Amazing. And I will post those in the notes for everybody listening as well. So they can follow you. And the last question before we go, because we're all about being bold here, my friend, (laughs) what do you define as a woman, as a nutritionist, as, you know, a health guru, what do you feel being bold in this world really means to you? I think it's just being your authentic self and, and, you know, having integrity and, and living for you and putting yourself first and have to say with the clients that I see, um, that's another big setback for a lot of them is they're not putting themselves first. And just knowing that if you're not taking care of yourself, it's, you know, a lot harder for you to be there for the people you love, like your kids and your family and stuff like that. So 
I know it's hard to do, but yeah, just put yourself first. And I love that because a lot of people don't have the confidence to, um, they haven't been having the support over their life to, you know, and especially as women, I talk very often about this. We have been, we've been chiseled to not put ourselves first, just the way society has been and everything. And so I love this field that you're in, you're really about putting other women and teaching them how to put their self first. And that for sure is being bold. That is daring because it's not the norm. It's not the major road in the path. You actually have to stray off of it from everyone else today. So that's amazing. And thank you so much for your time, Christine. Thank you for coming on today and sharing this abundance of information for us and wishing you all the best. Can't wait to chat soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. It was so much fun. My pleasure. Take care. So listen, I really enjoyed spending these moments with you today, and I hope you did too. My gratitude is through the roof. But in order for us to make even more magic in this world, we've got to spend more time together. Make it your focus to connect consistently so you can continue to gain and change up your days to come. Secondly, we are a direct result of who we hang around with, and now you're in the world of becoming better. By sharing this episode, you are making an impact in someone's life. And frankly, we're just better together. And don't forget to tag me so I can send some love and shout outs back, my friend. Until next time, this is your host, Steph on Be Bold. If this podcast topic sparked a question and you want some clarity, or maybe you're inspired to level up and you're interested in working with me, dive onto the link below in the show notes and select your 20-minute free call with me today and let's make it happen.